children, let me give you the subject of the day. Yo, welcome we're live. We're Podcast. We're live. How you doing, Anthony? Doing all right, man. Doing good, doing good. Not watching soccer. All right. <sighs> you, you know how it's going. <laughs> Dude, do you remember The Onion? The Onion? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> it didn't like, is it still a thing at this point? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like in terms of news, like local news, like reality is stranger than fiction at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. I was like, yeah. But they're probably like, well, what the fuck can we write right now? <laughs> like, that's going to make they're things... Like, what sh- can we write that's going to make things, like, shocking or weird? Uh, dude, speaking of The Onion, I remember during the whole... One of the, my favorite things was during the whole, like, World Cup, uh, the FIFA scandal when people were getting, like, taken down. Mm-hmm. What was the guy's name? There was uh, one of the head guys. Like, they were doing... Uh, uh, Chuck Blazer and a bunch of and like Set Bladder, they were all getting like you know like uh, Interpol was confiscating their their files and they were getting uh, they were finally going to trial and all this stuff for for match fixing etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, and there was this guy from uh, Trinidad, I forgot his name, but it was so funny because I think Jack something. Oh my god, I can't think of the name. But it was hilarious because uh, Jack Warner, that was his name, Jack Warner. So they show footage of him in like Trinidad or in Jamaica somewhere in the, uh, in the, uh, in the Caribbean. And he's kind of like parting to Bob Marley. And then they have him, they have him on like, like this interview that they did with him. Mm-hmm. And he, he's like, look at this. FIFA is going to switch it from Russia to the USA. Do you believe this? And he brings up a literal like... <laughs> print uh printed article of uh it was an onion article so fucking hilarious at the time it was super funny um but yeah the onion i mean it must be tough to be to be right trying to keep up up. with the current world events well you know we're here just to give everyone a small dose of escapism yeah trying my best to take things a day at a time yeah 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 amen just you know grateful that you know our friends my, my at least my friends and loved ones are still more or less okay they're weathering the storm so far so good for now. Yeah, for now. For now. But it's just you got <laughs> taking a day at a time. Amen. And we got a special package, right? We do get a spe- special package. Before we get to that, let me go over what we're going to talk about. And okay. then I'll, I'll go ahead and touch on that. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the EPL ending. We're going to talk about the top four going back to normal, which is kind of weird and annoying. Uh, Lamps versus Klopp. That's going to be hilarious. We'll get into some FA Cup stuff. MLS is back. Uh, we're going to talk about LAFC, Orlando, NYCFC, and then a couple of little things that I've, I've noticed throughout the tournament. Um, and then looking forward, we're going to talk about Champions League, Champions League predictions, and then we're going to get into some 
boot talk about players, kind of changing the whole paradigm and the way things are are kind of evolving with that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. with endorsements and things like that. But huge announcement, something we're very, very stoked on. We have our first official sponsor slash benefactor slash <laughs> uh, just the homie Elvis who runs on the Volley Apparel. Gave us a nice care package, so we want to give him a major shout out. Um, on the Volley Apparel, they do really cool stuff, especially if you're into hip hop, 90s era hip hop, classic hip hop. They do a lot of uh, 90s inspired, uh, 90s hip hop inspired pieces. My favorite thing that they sent me was this uh, Tribe Called Quest inspired crew neck. We got another really dope uh, Wu-Tang piece, um, Wu-Tang slash soccer inspired piece that they sent over. And then just about a bunch of other really cool shit. They're amazing because they're reaching out to a lot of grassroots people from uh, our friends at the Cooligans to Ian Edwards, uh, who's a big comic, of course, kind of in the in the uh, little wheelhouse of Joe Rogan and things like that. But also just helping out grassroots guys like us that are trying to get going and trying to get something started and uh, seeking uh, artistic and creative endeavors during our this this uh, this fun time. So major shout out to uh, On The Volley Apparel and big shout out to Elvis and all the guys. Thank you very much. Anything you want to say about that? No, thanks for the support, guys. Appreciate Amen. it. Amen. Love the gear. Amen. Moving along, let's get it started. The EPL ends uh, what is your, what is your... Good riddance. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, that's what he, you know, he's grilling me. He's like, you didn't see that? I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to like escape this nightmare, man. Like, I don't blame you. Like even just like I, I was, I've been listening to a lot of season recaps sure. and we forget VAR was this year. Yes. VAR is yes. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> the the title race was Do over in think, January. I, I I feel like yeah. I've noticed like like VAR has mm-hmm. been way more prevalent during uh like not match obviously during to me during COVID because there's no fans. I feel like it's it took an even more center stage. Yeah, or like yeah. there was this, a solo game the other day. There was four goals that were called back, and they ended up losing four goals. Imagine scoring four goals and they all got called back. Oh my god! But I wonder if at all like. Fans being there, noise had anything to do with that, because it, it the refs definitely have a lot less pressure uh, playing in these sort of circumstances. I mm-hmm. would say, right? Yeah, right? I mean that's we, a good point though. VAR. We never. saw the expression on the ref's face when he begrudgingly gave up a, a PK to Arsenal. Like he did not <laughs> want to do that. Yeah, you were talking about that in the last episode. Dude, uh, fuck these refs, man. Fuck the fuck VAR. <laughs> it was. It's just been so frustrating. Yeah. It's, I think it just goes against the spirit of the game. Now, overall, what do you think top four? Were you expecting those, like the standings? Were you expecting uh, Man City, Liverpool? What was it? Man City, Liverpool, United, and uh, who's the fourth? Uh, United and Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea. Well, like, I mean, around January. January's like the marker. It's like you're halfway and... Liverpool already had the title pretty much dusted, mm-hmm. and Arsenal was in a weird spot. Managerial change, and for me, my whole focus in terms of what I'm focusing on is just like, what the fuck are we gonna be able to salvage from the season? Yeah, because I mean, the was, results have been abysmal, and we're bringing in a, a new a new coach. And how are we gonna save face? Save face? I'm not even paying attention to anyone else. 
But the only thing that was promising <laughs> was the fact that how tight the table was from like third to like 10th. Yeah, like Leicester was in the mix mm-hmm. and they were right there and it was just uh, kind of a bummer not to see them go top four and they dropped the ball. But we talk about that break and how it affected so many different teams and and now it's just like, you know, with Leicester was an exciting team to me and I don't know how they, you know, Brendan Rodgers, people hated on him for years at Liverpool. He was a one of the greatest like meme accounts on Twitter, deluded Brendan Rodgers. I remember following that and just laughing. And he was kind of the butt of a lot of people's jo- uh, you know, butt of a lot of jokes, but did well with Leicester. Thought they were gonna get top four, and you know, post post uh, COVID break, it seems to have gone kind of. It, it was pretty chaotic. You know, mm-hmm. it was so funny. I was watching like YouTube, uh, soccer YouTubers go back, and a lot of them like a very popular thing to do is to predict the EPL table, to predict the championship table, and then they go back and look at it at the end of the season. And there was a few that just completely got it entirely wrong didn't get one (laughs) correct you know especially with teams like Sheffield doing you know doing crazy Burnley doing a lot better than people thought Newcastle doing terrible Everton doing terrible you know things things were all over the place and then certainly after the after the break I don't think it went according to plan for a lot of teams for sure you know yeah and then all of a sudden global pandemic global pandemic I mean I felt like Arsenal had decent enough momentum going for them before that happened and the table was tight and you know we got to freeze on the whole season for a few months and fuck man it just i was anticipating like i'm like all right cool they're gonna have they're gonna finish season they're gonna save face hopefully like everything's tight like game on we could potentially get into champions league spot because at, at that stage it you know we were in the hunt for it out of the gates back-to-back losses and, and injuries and so immediately just this is why I'm like, soccer hurts, man. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not watching. And then the, what I'm watching right now is just so it's like a reminder of how weird everything is. Yeah. So it's just not. You were yeah. talking about you go to it for an escape, and I go to it. and I'm like, oh, this is making me feel just as miserable Guys, as like normal life. In case you haven't figured out, Anthony only cares about Arsenal, unfortunately. <laughs> now I want to ask you about a team that is actually very exciting to watch, and it's probably annoying, super annoying for a lot of people. Because after they got their little transfer ban, in my opinion, it kind of made them better. And that's Chelsea. Thoughts on Chelsea at the moment? And then who they're bringing in. <laughs> I see your eyes rolling. But then the players they're bringing in, they look pretty fucking good, man. I mean, they made a U-turn. I, I, for, for a while, I was like a little bit, for a minute, in terms of like with the FA Cup, I was like, I don't know if I wanted to play United. But then after that match, when they just made you know it looked like a bunch of schmucks, that was like I'm like okay man, we might be hitting them in form, but you never know in a cup final. But Pulisic is playing amazing, and he's been unbelievable post post COVID break. And then uh, you know my old man Giroud, he's been very consistent for them, and I think just proving like how like underrated he is. Yep. Like yep. I mean he's yep. he's really good at what he does. And it's just it sucks that we're gonna have to see him again in, in the blue the blue colors. <laughs> Might lose to him again. I hope not. I, <laughs> I really, really hope not. I really think that this is. It's it's interesting <laughs> to me when you look at a team like Chelsea because what they did pri- even prior to their ban, mm-hmm. they've actually started to kind of nurture a nice little young group of talent. 
that has started to come through the ranks, right? Mm -hmm. And now you see them getting some looks here and there. They got a good young defender. They got a good, uh, you know, Mason Mount and a couple of other guys coming through the ranks. And these are all like Chelsea boys that came that came up, and now they're seeing that they're seeing that little bit of, of shine and a little bit of light, and they're doing well, man. Yeah, we've definitely seen an evolution with that club in terms of like what it looked like when it really came to power in the early 2000s when we'd see Abramovich as like, uh, you know, up in the press box regularly. And then we see the evolution, you know, post his, him being really involved in the club and the big money and getting the players. And it's almost like they, they ran out of managers to the revolving door of managers to just all these high profile names. And it's a switch in investment, a sw switch in ethos to like, all right, we got to just start trying to build our own shit yep. and be like a more, stable club versus a, like a lucrative club yeah and then they then they add Ziyech and they add uh timo Werner, which mm -hmm. he rolled your eyes again but those are some fucking signings dude those are some real signings the <laughs> Just, one thing i will say the one thing i will say is they still do have keppa in, in goal and their the defense, keepers are trash and their defense is a little dodgy their yeah. defense is a little dodgy um, but going forward, they're fun to watch, man. I, I, mm -hmm. I enjoy watching Chelsea right now at the moment. They're very nice. They're very nice to watch. It is nice to see Pulisic still, like, just growing and, and really kind of leveling up at the, at the Premier League standard. And I mean, more than leveling yeah. up. He's, he's one of, he's, I mean, you could argue he's top five players in the, in the Prem right now post-COVID. I mean, yeah. he's been lights out. It's pretty crazy to see. We talked And he's about been very him. humble about it, too, because, like, he. Well, like downplayed the the comparisons to Hazard, like, <laughs> just like no, he, he's his own person. Uh, it's because I mean, it's because I think initially he, first of all, you're American and there's a, mm -hmm. that's a lot of weight, and everyone thinks the world of him, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. But you start to see the reality of well, you're not gonna you're you're not gonna play right away, and it's gonna be a little bit tough to break into the team, you mm -hmm. know. And that happened a little bit. Then he gets a couple of injuries here and there. And is, he's not this, like, you know, be-all, end-all superstar. And it, that can be disheartening. That's where a lot of players mentally lose it. And he has not, which is even more exciting to see because it proves that you have the mental stability. Not, not st I don't know if stability is the right word, but the mental fortitude, I guess, is more of, of the word I'm looking for. The mental fortitude to not be so disheartened by you know, not playing or by getting mm -hmm. injuries here and there. If you're going to play in England, that's going to fucking happen. You know, if you're going to play at the highest level, if you're going to play at Chelsea, you're going to be competing in Champions League, you're going to be competing mm -hmm. in the FA Cup year in, year out. That's what's going to happen, mm -hmm. right? Guaranteed. So good to see that from him. Um, elsewhere, is there any other surprises in the top four for you, really? In the top four? I mean, I'm surprised Man United made it. And I'm pretty surprised about that also. I mean, but... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we talk about uh, Europa League. Obviously, Leicester going down to fifth gets that spot in that number. And Tottenham got in Europe, too. Number six spot. Number six spot for Europa. Spurs? No. What? FA Cup winner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not Spurs. But I, I thought Spurs got into Europe. Maybe they did. I, yeah. You know, my mistake. Maybe they did. But there's one more spot left for you and Chelsea. First of all, what happens if Chelsea wins that? Oh, I think it's just like a... It's just... Because they're already in... Champions League. Yes, that, that so. doesn't go to anybody mm -hmm. else. Okay. And then, um, well, how are you feeling about it? What do you, what do you think about the final? Uh, I'm optimistic. I think it's when it's a final between like 
two rivals like this, it's it's up for grabs because I went I've gone into it being I think we've been more of an underdog going into the final in like 2017, mm-hmm. and I think I really th- I'm like I'm convinced that we're gonna show up for this one, and <laughs> I, I you're smiling right now because it could be the complete opposite i almost you know want to I mean? like I, I would love to live record it it would be amazing but then it might i mean be, we could try to watch it together i think we should just do video like do shoot a video and then uh-huh. just do clips highlights of us reacting because i don't like i've tried to watch games and have conversations with people and it's not it's just not a good thing to do because mm-hmm. you're all over the fucking place right mm-hmm. and you're just like last night when i was watching lafc game i was making the weirdest noises bro i don't even understand the noises i was making but Anyway, we'll go back. To oh, that. I know how it goes. Like definitely, I, I mean, it's I've like woken up roommates at four in the morning, like just like squealing <laughs> because somebody hit the post or yeah. Last night chance. I would like scream or like make just like weird grunts and shit, mm-hmm. and my roommates' dogs are like, what the hell? What's what the wrong? hell's with this guy? What's wrong with this guy? I just seemed like incredibly. There's no one in the fucking stadium. Like, what, <laughs> what, what are you freaking out over? Yeah, yeah. Anyways, on the subject, let's move along to MLS is back. COVID you, Cup. You haven't been paying attention to it. You're not super stoked on it, obviously. <laughs> um, you did watch some of the LAFC Seattle game. Yeah, I did. I mean, I, I, I've watched it. Okay. What What were your thoughts about the game? I mean, the going forward, LAFC is just like relentless. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame that the goals that they ended up scoring were just kind of like self-inflicted on, on the part of the Sounders mm-hmm. because like they've created better opportunities for themselves. It could have been like a sexy goal. Yeah. But then we get like a PK and then a deflection. You notice Anthony saying we? Ooh, yeah. I like it. So, <laughs> so for some reason, as a season ticket holder, I have the little red, the little black and red LAFC sticker within my family no one respects me as an LAFC fan. And, and, and there's members that claim to like hold cloud over me of being like a better fan than them. And they don't, they're not even season ticket holders. It's like, <laughs> they don't even go to games. I'm like, I'm like, you when's the last, you, you're always trying to get tickets and then you flake. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And, and like just blowing my mind. He's like, I like to watch games at home. I'm like, Oh my God, you have one of the, the best, viewing environments to watch soccer in the country and you're like i, I want to watch at home i got fsn at home and i can just you know <laughs> chill and i can watch the replay and blah, blah. i'm like uh, i think how I know, old are you i think i know who you're talking about i think i know who you're talking about we won't name names here but you know who you are uh, step it up so you were one thing you mentioned when we were in the chat with our cousins but you were talking about the defending um preach a little bit more on that the defending okay. It's just so many gaps. I mean, I, I was like kind of harping on one of the goals in the Galaxy game. Yeah. Or you just see like acres of space. Mm-hmm. There was like two defenders and three guys. I'm like, what am I looking at here? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? Like, I don't, you don't even see this in like pickup sometimes. Yeah. Where it's like, it's literally everybody, every possible player like that far upfield. Yeah. That's uh, like, what are they? <laughs> so I have a theory. Okay. And I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's so much. The, t- the poor, obviously, there is poor defense, and maybe. You know the the level of the league isn't on on a super high level. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. 
I would say the two things that are lacking the most in MLS and that are kind of staggering. One of them is in particular staggering. But uh, the first one is pretty obvious. The defending isn't what it should be Mm -hmm. for damn sure, right? And then secondly, the goalkeeping is not at the highest level either, which to me is very staggering considering the stable that the U.S. has notoriously had. We've always uh, known how to produce keepers. Always, always, always. So that's a bit shocking to me. But uh, the style of play that LAFC is playing with, and I'm not just saying this as a fan and as a former employee, but I don't think any team has played this sort of... You know, someone made the comparison to Liverpool, Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that LAFC is as good as Liverpool. I am saying that there are definitely like Klopp-esque Barcelona-esque mm-hmm. type of situations. And what I mean is when a player, when an opposing player has the ball, the relentless the relentless pressure and the relentlessness to get the ball back is unbelievable. Not by one player, it's by two, three, four players mm-hmm. attacking like bees to get the ball and then to attack very aggressively and it doesn't stop. It's mm-hmm. non-stop everywhere if you look at liverpool they're obviously at an elite level they're one of the best clubs if not the best club in the world i am not saying that lafc is liverpool what i'm saying is there's definitely shades of that style and what lafc is trying to implement and i saw it in that seattle game to like turned up to a different i think we're just seeing the fact that you look at where they were at before you know the the hiatus they were ramping up for CONCACAF Champions League. They were ramping up for a trip to the Azteca. This is what they were trying to build up towards. And so they can't let that fire go anywhere. So they have to keep firing on all cylinders no matter what it is, whether it's you know playing at the Azteca or it's playing in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. W- without a doubt. And mm-hmm. I think what's, what's more staggering to me was also, the, or, or what is more staggering to me is every single team that they have played You've seen those crazy ass gaps. Mm-hmm. I, it can't be that everyone just sucks. Mm-hmm. It's the style of play. It's getting the ball with three or four players in an advantageous situation where you're three on one, four on one. It's happening nonstop in every game. Mm-hmm. It's happening nonstop in every game, and it's being last. The last game was turned up to a whole different level. Last game was probably the best game that Mark Anthony K played, the best game that Brian Rodriguez played, and you saw what happened when those guys start to take take it up a different level. Uh, Latif was all over the place. Atuesta was all over the place, mm-hmm. and they were just completely bossing the midfield. And one thing that was a big like indication of all this for me was when they do the little coach talks. They talk to the coach during the mm-hmm. game, which is the water breaks. No, no, no. Oh. While the game is happening, oh, okay. they interview the coach. Yeah, oh. yeah. You're you haven't been watching, but they do this every mm-hmm. game where they interview the coach, and it's not the best idea in the world because coaches are they're coaching, they're doing their thing. And the Seattle coach, his his whole demeanor, and then what he said right off the bat was, they're like, well, how how do you think it's going? He's like, uh, well, not good. And then he just couldn't hide it. He was, you could see the stress. Same thing with, same thing with uh, Tom Ramos, even though, you know, Houston, uh, they, they drew Houston. But uh, same thing, Tom Ramos felt the pressure. And, you know, LAFC didn't play good defensively that game, but that's neither here nor there. But you could see the, the nonstop pressure. And not only that, these guys are not getting tired. Every, other te- every team that they have played 
has gotten exhausted. Yeah. Exhausted. Seattle looked tired after 20 minutes. They looked like they had been playing for six hours. Mm-hmm. And obviously the humidity plays a massive factor. Playing so many games within a couple of weeks plays a massive factor. And having and a gap I, in fitness. I didn't see anyone on LAFC get tired. At, it was no. I just don't understand it. It's crazy to me. Whatever they're doing, they're eating their Wheaties. They're getting good rest. I'm all for it. They looked lights out. Um, it was a little freaky at, at 2-0 though. Yes. They so, almost like two goals from like crosses that just yes, caused some problems, but yes, that was about yes. it. So I would say 90% of the game LFC dominated. Mm-hmm. My only concern is that you need to put those goals away. Rossi had two point blank shots yeah. that he missed, which is very odd. Brian gave him like this ridiculous ball from 40 yards away or something. Um, very, very odd that Rossi missed those, but he made up for it, and then Brian came back and cleaned it up. And you talk about those defensive errors, those defensive mistakes, and that's just a product of the style of play. Mm-hmm. I mean, Barcelona, Liverpool, eat you alive on mistakes like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I Literally. mean, I mean, half the thing is like you, you create those mistakes. You create sure. those mistakes. You create those happen. mistakes. You know, and that's what happens. So it's not like they gave them, gave them away necessarily. Yes, that's what Arsenal would do. <laughs> I didn't make that comparison. It's a uh, rough season. <laughs> uh, but it was crazy, man. They steamrolled Seattle, who are the former uh, their MLS Cup champs. Uh, they're the team that knocked LAFC out of the MLS Cup playoffs last season to go on to the finals. And now LAFC goes to the quarterfinals. And to me, uh, prior to today, literally, what, like 20 minutes ago, we were watching Columbus. And I thought Columbus and Toronto were looking really good. Mm-hmm. Toronto is out. Uh, lost to NYCFC, which was a bit shocking in my opinion, um, but they completely got destroyed. And then today, uh, Columbus loses to Minnesota in what I thought was a pretty lackluster game, but they lost on penalty kicks, and uh, now Minnesota advances. So right now, as it stands, uh, the way everyone's been playing, LAFC looks head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, Orlando looks decent. They've been playing pretty good. Maybe they're used to the humidity. I'm not sure. But to me, no one is really playing on the level of LAFC at the moment. No. Nope. Very interesting also, no Carlos Vela, no uh, Dio. And then Bradley Wright Phillips, I'm not sure if he got injured or if it was like a safety precaution, if they felt like they were going to win the game without him. But he was subbed off at halftime, and he's been a, a godsend for us because his veteran uh, veteran stuff that he does, uh, especially like when he's hold, his hold-up play, I think is really big. I think we missed him when we were having trouble keeping the ball. His hold-up play was huge. Uh, could have been big at those moments, but uh, onward to Orlando. And you get revenge over Sounders. That was a bit. That was a big deal. It, it's funny because you go on Twitter and you hear people going back and forth, and there's a lot of people that don't care, or that are like, I don't care about this cup. The more, the faster we get home, the faster blah blah blah. But then if they win, <laughs> the, if they win, then you know they celebrate. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. A, You know, I hope it's not one of those things that it, whoever wins this tournament, it's going to be looked at as like you know. Oh, I mean, I, it is going to be that. It, but it is. Who cares? It probably is, but. I mean, it, it's gonna. It's such a rarity and such a like interesting, weird situation that you have to make the best of it. In my opinion, like, like I said it's before, before I felt weird about it, but now I'm like, all right, let's win this. You know, I'm pretty excited. No, yeah, because like I mean, people get down on would get down on Arsenal fans who are getting excited for like winning a Community Shield. Mm-hmm. Which is whatever, but yeah, it's a piece of silverware and it's a kickstart of the season. But even worse, when they're trying to like downplay. The FA Cup, and it's just like, what? Do you, why would you downplay the FA Cup? The FA just Cup. because Arsenal's winning the FA Cup? <laughs> like, oh. 
like dude it's it is a bit of a circumstantial situation right because mm -hmm. if your team like let's say let's say you're like right now orlando right orlando mm -hmm. probably not favored to win the mls uh the mls cup or win the supporter shield or anything really mm -hmm. in mls but now they're doing pretty well i would imagine that they'd be very excited about winning this tournament and wanting to win this tournament definitely for damn sure right yeah um, I know we're going after it. I, I feel I feel good about it. Um, speaking of, I was kind of talking about the whole endurance thing and how it's, that's played a big factor for, in a lot of games. Another thing that we've talked about that's made this whole situation unique is the ability to hear coaches, to hear what players say, to hear goalkeepers. They're probably the most vocal people on the pitch. Mm -hmm. um, kind of going back a little bit to Lampard versus Klopp, we didn't get too much into it, but... You saw the interaction? Yeah. What did you think? <laughs> the dialogue. After fucking watching it, man, it's just so funny how, how, what have I been missing? You know what I mean? What, <laughs> like, is this only coming up to the surface because there isn't a stadium full of fans and they're not, the, the mics are just not picking it up? 1000%. That's what it is. 1000%. Like, I wish there was mics when, uh, when, uh, Jose gave, uh, he's, he like licked his finger and stuck it in, in uh, uh, Tito's Tito yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine. Straight up gave him a wet willy. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Like, I, I didn't, I, I guess it's not surprising, but then it is at the same time that like how vocal and how just... It just oh, Lampard was like calling Klopp yeah. a clown yeah. and like shut the fuck up and this and that. <laughs> it was like you're so used to seeing them, you know, save face for a press conference, but you forget like how like loose it gets on the field. Well, also a guy like Frank Lampard, right? Mm -hmm. He's you're seeing a fresh manager that has just made that transition mm -hmm. over the past what three four years. Mm -hmm. um, also, someone with a tremendous amount of media. Uh, like like people teaching him how to like grooming him for media mm -hmm. what to say kind of saying the same old like yeah you know the, the lads got out there and blah 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 just the same old fucking insert this insert that same old shit right mm -hmm. um, but on the sideline you're not being interviewed <laughs> you're not yeah. you're not in a press conference you don't have the the step and repeat behind you you're like in it and you can see the competitive sort of little switch that goes off mm -hmm. and the whole just seeing red like i don't i don't give a shit type of situation yeah, yeah, yeah and anyone that's played a sport understands that like that weird moment of like visceral just like whatever it is primal sort of like retaliation or anger or whatever it is you screaming at a ref or cussing another player out or whatever that is that isn't that isn't calculated that isn't like no one's there's no like media coach telling you what to say mm -hmm. in that moment and that's exactly what you saw and those moments are hilarious yeah it, to to see it from like not being able to hear it is funny mm -hmm. but hearing it is way better yeah yeah, yeah. it's so much better <laughs> it's priceless i mean before i mean every now and then you catch the lone flat fan in the stands it was too close to a mic yeah. you hear yeah. them just saying the most ridiculous things or you just actually hear a good chant going off where it's like a blatant curse word oh, yeah, yeah yeah and it's just like and the, the where the commentator the american commentators are just like well can't can't do anything about this right now oh, sorry well, sorry he's folks. having a bad day bar, 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 right like, <laughs> just like or just hearing like the fans saying like what do you think of tottenham yeah. shit yeah 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 what do you think of shit it's like on it's M all it's, it's on, on nbc, NBC. <laughs> yeah. it's like eight in the morning he's like laughing 
Uh, yeah, so I, I, I loved it. I mean, I, I wish we could see more of that. Uh, in Spain, they used to have this thing called Lo Que El Ojo No Ve, which, mm -hmm. which what that is translated means what the eye doesn't see. Um, so what they, what they would do essentially was have specific cameramen and lip readers. That's why in Spain, mm -hmm. it's way more prevalent mm -hmm. that people are covering their mouths. Uh, Messi doesn't talk to anybody without covering his mouth. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if he gets into it with Sergio Ramos or something like that, like there was a couple years ago where, you know, he said some things about Sergio Ramos's uh, mother and Sergio Ramos threw like basically threw the ball away. Like he was a child. It was mm -hmm. one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But uh, yeah, they did that, and it, it focused on the on the coaches a little bit more, and focused on the players and their antics and the things that they said and did. But if you ever watch a Real Madrid game now, they're completely, even with their masks, a lot of them will still like mm -hmm. by nature cover their mouth yeah. with their hand. Just like they teach you, that's the reflex. Yeah, you want to stay off the like Monday morning news, like variety show. Yeah, cover up. Yeah, because I like the one I would watch a lot was when. Um, Alexis Sanchez was on Barcelona and he got brought on and it just dissected the whole interaction because Pep told him what to do like the stay in this gear don't play like this just like see it out we're just trying to save face we don't have any more subs and Sanchez went and did what he's going to do <laughs> and got injured and Pep was pissed and then and they gave you the whole dialogue on Furious. what he said yeah yes I remember that mm -hmm. I remember that and he like He's limping out, and Pep yeah. is looking at him like, Just, "I want to rip your head off." Yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah it was th that stuff. That stuff to me is priceless. I think it's hilarious. I would love to see more and more of it. Um, switching gears, you know, we are have always like notoriously talked about in some aspect the cultural side of things, whether it be mostly fashion stuff, uh, sometimes art, and maybe video game stuff. But uh, Anthony brought up a really dope concept and something that I thought was cool and interesting that's happening now which we haven't really seen uh ever since i've been paying attention to soccer since mm -hmm. i was a kid in the early 90s um you mentioned players not signing long boot contracts well they, they there's i was reading it was an article on uh soccer, soccer bible there's a few of them and they're just, just kind of like forecasting the fact that it might not be in certain players best interest to sign these like five-year long-term deals yeah, of course, you see, like, the big money deals that you see from, like, Cristiano and Messi, these, like, legacy deals that bring in insane, insane amounts of cash. But the thing is, is, like, the wages are so high now, like, you don't necessarily need a boot deal. And you might want to sign a one-year boot deal or, or just not, not, but, nothing too crazy But anymore. brands aren't stoked on doing that, are they? Oh, I'm sure there's going to... I'm sure it, it's going to put the ball back in their court and it's like how do we get these players to sign for us yeah you know what i mean which is it's going to force them to maybe like rework their approach into getting someone to actually sign it on on the dot so when you brought it up to me i thought there was a couple of situations where i've seen players that do really interesting thing with their boots i thought of oh yeah i thought of um well first of all with the way the boot market is modern day boot market. There's new boots coming out just constantly, constantly, mm -hmm. constantly. As a player, as anyone in any sport really, when you are competing and when you're doing your thing, you, you typically don't want to think about anything else that other than, you know, you only want to think about what's happening, mm -hmm. right? So you want to have confidence in your boots, in your whatever you're wearing. 
You just want it to be top-notch. You want it to be okay. Now, with things constantly changing, boots constantly changing, it puts that little bit of doubt in your mind. Mm-hmm. And we saw weird things like with Neymar, you know, what, five, six years ago, maybe more now when he got, had his hypervenom and he didn't like it. He would get his... He like the that's why he switched now to the superflies, but he would he would wear a superfly painted like a hypervenom for a mm-hmm. long time because he hated the hypervenoms because they would fall apart. They would literally open and that's why the hypervenom got changed over time. Um, guys like Tony Cruz, who has his very weird, unique boot. Mm-hmm. No one else has it. It looks like an old school it almost looks like a a pant leather samba with no They were just uh, old Adi Piers, right? Or like an From old Adi Pier. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like an ID eleven. Yeah. And, like and pro. he never, he's an Adidas athlete, but he refused to wear any new models mm-hmm. because he felt this was the boot that I like. This I is what I play best in. This is what I play best in. I'm one of the best players in the world. World Cup winner, multiple time Champions League winner. What are you going to tell the guy? I even seen like, I saw the video like on his, uh, he has like a documentary on Netflix. Yeah, on, on uh, is it Netflix or Am- I think it's Amazon. And yeah. The first clip is him cleaning his own boots. Cleaning his own boots. Yeah. Like, I was just going to bring yeah. that up, dude. <laughs> it's wild, you know? So there's guys like that that are... And it's I, I think some people might look at it and be like, oh, he's OCD or superstitious. But again, it's like anything. If you're a master of your craft, you want to have confidence in your tools. And mm-hmm. if that's what he feels best in, then that's what you want to have. Yeah. And how are you going to tell that man? That guy's done everything on the planet. Anything you can win, he's won it. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the elite of the elite. Same thing I remember in 2016, Gareth Bale was wearing... Uh, the Adidas X, and he was wearing it into the Euros when they had changed the model. And then that model was no longer being used by Luis Suarez, Messi, and other... I mean, they had their own different mm-hmm. boots, but the X was kind of like on its way out. He still wore it into the 2016 Euros. What's even funnier is he featured on promos wearing an entirely different boot. Mm-hmm. Like the modern promos, he wasn't wearing the X. Yeah, You know what I mean? It was, so it was... It was, uh, yeah, it was just a trip to see because when it came to playing, it's like, well, he's not even wearing the boots that he's promoting. It's a little odd, right? So mm-hmm. there's a, definitely a little, has to be some sort of conflict of interest between him and Adidas at that point. Yeah. And this must happen on a much bigger scale. Right? Yeah, because with the o- Ozils, and he, you know, it's much publicized his last year of his Adidas contract, he ran it out. And in his last season, like, he just stopped wearing, like, the the marquee predators yeah. and he started just wearing the tribute the the re the reissues the accelerators he, he wore, and, like and the positions and the yeah. accelerators and which is i think is yeah. amazing and just genuinely because he liked them better yeah they felt felt more comfortable and you know what yeah he's in only adidas uh, he's gonna be adidas athlete for only a little bit of time he's like screw it i'm gonna wear what's what, what i want to wear it's, it's interesting when you think of these legacy athletes like mm-hmm. Zidane is forever associated with Adidas. Mm-hmm. Um, Henri is Puma. Beckham is Beckham is uh, Adidas. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys like that. Cristiano obviously going to be Nike. Neymar probably, will probably be Nike for the rest mm-hmm. of his life. Certainly Phenomenal Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, those guys will be Nike the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy how it goes during and then post now we're yeah. seeing those athletes. And even like Cantona also. Always in a Nike ad, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, a little bit that's certainly like a romantic sort of thing that we just kind of attach to soccer. But then you mentioned Bellerin. Yeah, because he's he his Puma contract, he ran it out. And then he's just been trying out Adidas, Nike, and he's he's even been training in like some Puma cleats that he used to play in mm-hmm. that he like co-designed. But he's definitely known for really trying to spread his wings and, and use his platform in different ways and being creative with it. I mean, 
he wants to push his boundaries in terms of his reach as a footballer. Mm -hmm. So having a major deal with like, you know, Nike or Adidas could potentially like hold him back creatively in terms of who he wants to work with outside of the sport. Because Bellerin is so involved in the fashion side. Yeah, of I, this is just I, I got hypothesizing, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like you want more freedom and flexibility with, with what you're doing because these top brands like Adidas and Nike, they make everything. Mm -hmm. Anything could be a potential conflict of interest from, you know, like anything from like media, skincare, anything, like whatever you want to endorse, like uh, there might be a ton of red tape that you have to deal with. Mm -hmm. So it's like if he wants to make a really experiment with what he's doing outside of the sport, like it might be in his best interest to just be like, I'll just buy my own boots. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's weird because there's so many now also there's so many teams doing collaborations. Mm -hmm. You know, Juventus doing Palace and so on and so forth. You know, Jordan and, and PSG. And you wonder what the no compete clause is and how, how muddy that whole situation can get when you are your own athlete and you're doing... I've always wondered also how like Cristiano will feature on a on a Real Madrid ad, mm -hmm. and it's a it's like explicitly Adidas, mm -hmm. and he's on it, which is wild to me. I don't know how that works. Obviously, there's some there's got to be crazy amounts of. Uh, I think it's been like that way for a long time. Sure, sure. Yeah, because I, 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 I mean, always you saw like uh, Beckham at, at United. Mm -hmm. But now, but now you see guys like Bellerin really taking that by the. I think I think the whole like entrepreneurial. Footballer is certainly, or soccer player is certainly more of a, like, I feel like David Beckham was kind of the catalyst, right? And now you see guys like Cristiano mm -hmm. doing their own, like, underwear line, doing their own suits and cologne and all mm -hmm. this, et cetera, et cetera. Zlatan was another big mm -hmm. one that started to do that. Uh, so I'm curious to see where Bellerin takes it, in particular with the boots, though, how it pertains to the boots. Uh, maybe he creates his own boot line and things like that. I mean, uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool to yeah. see. Yeah. Did you watch the uh, four two four, uh, the the suit the suit uh, manufacturer for Arsenal this season? No. I guess I oh, we'll talk about it next episode then. Oh, was it the the spread that came out recently? Because yeah, it's from uh, L.A. Yeah, you know? I did I did I did see a little something like that. The guys from Fairfax. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. We'll we'll touch more on that uh, on the next episode. Um, cool. I guess we can finish off there. Is there anything else you want to say? No, I think it's short and sweet. I like it. 45 minutes. Good luck, Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if we can watch it together or something. They're playing Saturday? Saturday. Okay, cool. Uh, and then go LAFC. We are out of here. Big shouts out and thank you to On The Volley Apparel one last time. Thank you. Bye. All right, people. You can find us at where you find podcasts. Just subscribe, like, share, let people know. Other than that, uh, goodbye. <laughs>